The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond! 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 Hey, you did it! Beyond! 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 Hey, that's kind of fun! Yeah! Beyond! No, don't Beyond! Oh, I'm so tired from all that shouting that we did. We kept it pretty low key this time. Hey, everybody, welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 439. I'm Max Scoville. Here's Brian Altano. What's up? And Alana Pierce. Hey! Um, Goldfarb and Marty are off in the far-off land of Japan mm-hmm. doing some stuff. Top-secret adventure. Mm-hmm. Very nice adventure that they're, they're having. They're trying to win all the edible food out of the prize claw machines. That's the a pri- real thing prize claws there. are a big ongoing yeah. issue there. Uh, we do have some stuff to talk about. We have to cut this short because um, they're going to be gassing the office because there have been flying termites everywhere. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we've keyed them out of this video, but uh, they're gross and it's very bad. So... Let's talk about games. That's right. Uh, this was a weird, giant week for games because I'm playing two of them at the same time, mm. and they could not be more different. So if you didn't love video games already, you will after this week because you'll have Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Because a mixture of cruelty and niceness will do that. And Dark Souls 3 and Ratchet and Clank both came out on the same day, which is like, wow. Beautiful. Well, so, like, I mean, um, to kind of like jump mediums for real, real quick, uh, a couple months ago, Deadpool came out, mm-hmm. and it was the highest grossing R-rated film for all of, uh, or in, in the history of Februarys, I believe. And then Batman vs Superman came out a couple weeks ago, and that broke records too. And a lot of people are looking at them like, wow, these are basically like summer blockbusters that are happening all year. And I think like for the first time ever, games are really starting to do the same mm-hmm. thing. We're just like, Namco is just like, hey. What are you doing in April? And they're like, I don't know, just hanging out. And they're like, yeah, how about Dark Souls? How about you go to hell? <laughs> and you're like, all right, I guess we'll go to hell. And at the same time, Ratchet and Clank are like, remember us? We're back. So I'm playing both those games at the same time right now, and it's totally messing with me. Because I'll, I'll get kind of fed up with one or bored with one or get murdered a lot in one. I guess you can probably guess which one that is. It's not the one with the robot and the weird raccoon boy. Uh, and then I'll jump again? to the other. What's up? What kind of animal is he? I don't uh, know the name ratchet? of Ratchet? It. It's called a, like a... Uh, it's a uh, cute name. Coxex or something. What? That sounds close. A, a cock... Uh, cloaca? No. No. Uh, Capricorn? Definitely no. It's really uh, cute, whatever a, it is. It's a, a coa- cute name. A coa- coagula? A co- He's a lombax. It's a lombax. Cali- it's, not a real, it's not a real animal. No, no. it's not. He's definitely not. Okay. It's a space animal. Yeah, so they could have um, just, just made up a word there. Yeah, so Marty reviewed uh, Ratchet and Clank. He gave it, I think, a nine out of yeah. ten. Uh, you and I have both played about an hour of it. Yeah. It is one of the best it's looking games I've so ever played. Oh, pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I feel like we were at that point where it's like, this is why you bought a PS4. Yeah. Like, it yeah. is just so stunningly, like, I think between this and Uncharted, it's going to be like, yep, here we are. This yeah. is it. They figured it out. They got the hang of it. And I think everything from this point forward is probably going to be compared to these kind of these two benchmarks. Plank. It sure. looks like a Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, the lighting is amazing. 
It's it's super pretty, but it's also an incredibly fun game. I think you've played the most of the three of us, Brian. Yeah. Do um, you guys remember that um, that that quote about Pixar quality games? No. It was it, I forget who it's from. It, it was from. Uh, I think it was from uh, Warren Spector. It says, once we can do Pixar-quality graphics rendered in real time with interactivity, I could see games costing $200 million to make, and all of a sudden you have to sell a lot of games. The Pixar-quality graphics was sort of this barometer for, like, here's how good graphics are going to be. Mm-hmm. And you actually heard people saying it around the time of the Xbox and even the Xbox 360. Now, keep in mind, Pixar movies looked worse back then, too. Yeah. If you go back and yeah. you watch the first Toy Story or even, like, The Incredibles, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of amazed at how minimalistic yeah. they look compared to things now. But, yeah, Ratchet & Clank, it's, first of all, it's a remake, which is, a, it's like half a remake, half a brand new thing. Second of all, it's $40, which is, is it like... really? Wait, it's really? 40, it's $40. Damn. Which is like, what? That's crazy. Like, it's nuts to me, and I don't know why... I mean, I don't really get into the debates about video game pricing, because to me... Um, it's tough to say that Gone Home's worth twenty versus Battlefront's worth sixty with fifty dollars a season pass. Like to me, I they all get filed in my brain the same way of whether I liked them or whether I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game being forty dollars is kind of ridiculous. But yeah, this is the closest I think we've seen to that sort of cartoon Disney esque. Everything has this sort of fluid life to it. Pixar quality graphics, yeah. um, and it's kind of a cool time to be alive to be able to play a three D platformer. That looks like this. You know, yeah. it's it's weird because we like we play we play grown up games, we play mature stuff, and we get this like you know this this like Last of Us storytelling and things that are we're like oh this is all this is so mature yeah. for the medium, but at the same time like when something comes along and is like hey cartoon characters shooting stuff with lasers and jumping around on platforms and it looks and just feels how it should mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome you know yeah, it's, it's the it's, way that it feels for sure it's yeah. like it everything's really really fluid and there's also like insane weapon variety uh-huh. the likes of which you know some mature games just take themselves way too seriously to ever have yeah so there's like a fun that exists in a game that isn't trying to be mature out of that that's that's really interesting you say that because i remember there was a time uh probably and it's weird because it's kind of like when first person shooters first started getting consoleized. like you look at um turok Right, like Turok started love out. Turok. Yeah, and it's it had that that weapon, the cerebral bore, mm-hmm. which removed your brain, <laughs> and it's like totally what? ridiculous and over the top. Um, and you don't really see a lot of stuff like that in like Call of Duty because like everything's sort of tethered in the reality that yeah. someday this might be a real weaponized, uh, manufactured item for the military. Uh, so I kind of miss that idea of being like I'm playing an over the top video game, so I should have over the top weapons, but also having it being kind of gritty and realistic. But Ratchet and Clank handles that while still being kid-friendly and fun, mm-hmm. which I think is a yeah. really smart way of doing it. The only game that I can think of like that took itself seriously but also had cool weapons is, um, recently at least, is Fuse. Yeah. But that game wasn't very well received. Mm-mm. That's also, that's another another Insomniac game. Yeah, it uh, is. That was going to that's be... That's true. It's the exact same team. Yeah, so. I mean, they're kind of known for doing cool weapons in games. Yeah, um, yeah. that's that exactly was, that, that game, I really hated that game. Because it set itself up to be, uh, was it Overkill? Or was it over something? Uh, yes, it was over, over something. Overstrike, Overstrike. And then that's it yeah. had this cool, now we've got fun trailer, and, yeah. and then they completely changed yeah. no, what it, it was. It looked like it looked somewhere between Ratchet and Clank and like G.I. Joe. So the reason they changed yes. it was supposed to be because they didn't want to compete with Borderlands. It was to do with the timing of the release. So they were like, oh, we can't compete with Borderlands. Let's I, make it more serious. Yeah, that was also their first time partnering with EA to do I think that probably would have been EA's choice. I feel like that was an EA thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I remember just going to that game being like, all right, I'll give it a shot. That is one of the most soulless and just, it's like, it functions, it's fine, but it's also just like, there's such a, a massive absence of any personality. Of I mean, yeah. the box art 
literally has their faces cut off on it. That's yeah. that's how deprived yeah. of personality yeah. it was. So I played that game co-op, uh, yeah. which meant that it was automatically fun because I was playing it with a really good friend. Yep. And mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with the weapons, but I remember also... Like, I don't know what I liked about it or mm-hmm. what I didn't like about it. I just can't even remember that game very much. Yeah, because that's, like, that's like that movie San Andreas. <laughs> yeah. Where I watched it, but yeah. and I think you're I like, had a good time. Oh, that's the thing that I saw. Yeah. Like, but when you think back on it, you're like, I don't remember a moment of that. Yeah. There's you know? no way I could have played through Fuse by myself, I don't yeah. think. So. It's like, like I, had we to, had... I had to review it, and I like, I. I think it's one of my least favorite reviews ever, just because it was like, I was like, I, I know what this is. I have to complete this, I have to see it through. But I know it's not going to get any more interesting. Yeah, that like, sucks. And I think there were like there were like sort of. You, I mean, that's the thing is you didn't really get new. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no. I don't know when you <laughs> never got kind of, uh, whatever. You never got new new weapons or anything. Like it was always just the same stuff. It was like maybe I think a couple of boss fights that were kind of hard, but I felt like they never really escalated. Like that game wasn't very yeah. good. So it's like if that had the personality or flavor of Ratchet, then maybe yep. it would have been a better game. Yep. Yeah, completely. But that was an adult Ratchet and Clank. It's weird. Max and I talk a lot about. Um, Airplane movies, and not like the movie Airplane, but like movies yeah, that watch it on a plane. Yeah, yeah. like you're like ah, watch it on a plane. Like something that doesn't really matter. Um, like kind of like Iron Man two. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or like San Andreas, or like um, what are those dumb? Like any movie? What was that dumb movie that just came out a couple months ago that did really well? That was terrible. I mean, that's describing all of them. Oh, Kingsman. You no, know, the one after that, the the gods one. Oh, the oh. Egypt one. Oh, yeah, gods yeah. of Egypt. Gods oh, of Egypt yeah. is the kind of movie where you have two drinks on a plane and you watch it. But no we don't really have, like... Um, plane games? Plane games. Yeah. I mean, we do. They're just, like, they're crappy phone games, you know? Yeah. I mean, in terms of, like... Because there's no way to just sort of be like, I got I got a few hours to kill. I'll play it on a console. Because games are pretty expensive, so it's hard. Yeah, it's the but barrier I like of the entry. idea of that, of, yeah. of describing something as a plane game. Like, what's a game that you would describe as being, like, a... Uh, Playing on a plane. Something like Fuse. Something you know? like Fuse. Yeah, like yeah. totally. Something like that. Um, Differences between games and movies is you sit there and watch a movie and two hours, give or yeah. take, it's over. Yeah. A game you it's have to you have to force yourself through it sometimes. But it's also movies being two hours means they can't suffer from that same kind of repetitive yeah. stuff that Fuse you, did. You would think that, but they find a way sometimes. I mean, sometimes. I'm sure some would, but <laughs> mm-hmm. not half as bad. Like Fuse is totally a thing that I could have played for two hours mm-hmm. and it would have been fine, but playing it, yeah. the whole thing is like, so, oh, this is not fine. So Ratchet & Clank to me is, um, it's a triumph for a number of reasons. One, because it's basically, it's an age-old mascot platformer. Yeah. Um, and two, that it's, that it's such a gorgeous game and it's a PlayStation exclusive platforming game. Yeah. Like we just don't get a lot of 3D platformers. I know you're holding out for ukulele, oh, uh, which is so bad. which is like a a, uh, a kickstarted pipe dream based on it's sort of a semi half sequel to the old Banjo-Kazooie and 64 mm-hmm. platformers. Um, if you if you grew up in our era of video games or your era in video games, you grew up playing mascot platforming games. Yeah. And they've always been a thing and then they just kind of went away they went away for a long time because mm-hmm. it got it became such an oversaturated market. Yeah. I mean Donkey Kong Country is still very good. Yeah. Like we uh Tropical Freeze is a great game. Right. It's still a very good game, but I mean that's not 3D. It's 2D. Yeah, it's, it's side scrolling. I really yeah. I, I kind of hope we see a new Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Like how cool would it be if like, you know, Naughty Dog come out and they're like, "Hey, so Uncharted's gotten real dark, but here's something to cheer you up." Yeah. We went ahead and got our, you know, got Crash Bandicoot back from whoever it was like Universal or Activision mm-hmm. had him for a while. But it's like if they, if Sony, kind of brought that guy home and they were like, hey, what does Crash Bandicoot do in 2016? And they did something on par with the new Ratchet and Clank that yeah. had that same kind of vibe to it. I'd be really happy about. So that. So that's the thing about this, this like this game is that. Th- 
the idea of remaking something that's beloved that you grew up with is always so dangerous. Like yeah. you look at, for example, what Microsoft did with Conquer recently. And they just completely botched his character design and threw him in a bunch of like I mean, weird Spyro games. and Skylanders looks totally, totally different. People totally. hate it. Yeah, people got me really upset about that. I mean, you're that was stupid. People are deeply yeah, connected to this care. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Skylanders, I think, is awesome. I, I love Skylanders. I really like Skylanders yeah. a lot. I kind of like it because they were like, yeah, so there's, we got a dragon in there. I mean, they used Spyro as kind of like a launching board for this yeah. whole basically yeah. Pokemon knockoff, yeah. so to speak. But they were like, yeah, here's a little goblin with guns or here's a plant that smokes yeah. weed or whatever. I mean, I always liken Skylanders to uh, Diablo. Mm-hmm. It's Diablo yeah. light. Completely. Like, totally. I love that about it. Because yep. you know how kids like swap their toys? I don't. I just level the hell out of yep. one character and like get all of the abilities with that one character. I'm like, this is my also, very easy Diablo. So you play like a regular kid and not a rich, spoiled brat kid who has yes. all the toys. Yeah. <laughs> also, like Spyro can just, he can just Eat some farts because they got Drobot in there, mm-hmm. who's a dragon robot. My is favorite the best? is, I think its name's like Spitfire or something, uh, which is also just another fire dragon, really. Yeah. But I put a cool top hat on him. Yeah, you get so hats for your stupid little animals. Fancy. I like so, Jetvac. He's an eagle. So yeah. Spyro is safe. He's he's in he's in the universe of uh, lucrative joy right now. His games are making a ton of money, or in that yeah. universe he's in is making a ton of money. I think that. Uh, People need to play Ratchet & Clank. People need to go out and buy Ratchet & Clank. You need to A, support it because it's an awesome exclusive. B, support it because it's a dying genre on a, on, a, on a system that doesn't really have a lot of games like this. I mean, I can't think of really any others. No, nothing really. I mean, like, we, we pretty much mentioned them all. I mean, like, Disney Infinity. Yeah, that's, a, that's about as close that's as you can get. Yeah. But they're like, that's, you There's know, other like properties. still like a whole other thing. Yeah, and even the Lego games aren't great platformers. platformers. No. They're more beat-em-ups. Yeah, they are. No. Um, and you look at something like... Uh, like Super Mario 3D World, which is fantastic. Nintendo makes something like that like once every five years, maybe. And Nintendo then, still does a very good job yeah. of it, though. Yeah. They uh, still get it. Whereas, yeah, your, your comment on um, Conker, no, not Conker, sorry. Uh, the Crash other man. Bandicoot? Yes, Crash Bandicoot. He's not a man, he's, he's a bandicoot <laughs> now. Small bandicoot. Well, now you hear he does he's not a, look a, like a bandicoot, he's a, an orange guy. I don't yeah. think you know what a bandicoot looks like because he. To be honest, I don't really. He looks, it looks like a very mottled pig skunk. He's, he's a lombax, actually. <laughs> but uh, with, with Ratchet and Clank, like. I don't know if we need another Crash. I mean, they're totally different games, but I would want them spaced apart. I yeah. wouldn't want like another Crash Bandicoot this year to follow out after Ratchet and Clank immediately. I, I would want, but I do think it sounds if if this game is successful, which I hope it will be because it's great. Uh, I think it will hopefully send the message that, that, that. that we want more stuff yeah. like this and there's there's more room for 3D platformers. Like I think a lot of people have just associated platforming games with like kind of childish and kitty, and they shove them on the Nintendo consoles and like playing something that looks this good on the PS4, but it is as polished and as fun as some of the best stuff Nintendo can do, and the fact that it's a, an exclusive game on PS4 is huge. Yeah. So, like, sending that message that this is great and we want more stuff like this, uh, could I, I think could really open up the floodgates and maybe create a 3D platforming renaissance. Yeah. Um, and an interesting side note to that is I went and saw the uh, Ratchet & Clank movie. Yeah. Do, you know, do we know what date what that comes out? I think I'm just going to go under the assumption that it's still under embargo, but... Okay. Um, it doesn't look as good as the game. Interesting. That's really all I can say. Really? But surprisingly, yeah. it compared to... I think you can make that assessment based on the trailers, too. True. I mean, yeah. the, the... It compared to a Pixar movie is like, wow, this really doesn't look that good. But huh. then the game is like, damn, this looks good. It's like... Yeah. Yep. It's, it's which, is, which is odd. That's an odd thing to compare. Yeah, I don't, but, uh, I don't know how that happened. I, I completely am with you, though. Like, the, the game is, is really good, and it's like... 
Like, take a break from getting murdered and slaughtered and shooting stuff in the face with real guns and get get a wacky gun that turns people into Minecraft blocks and, yeah. you know, or a funny flamethrower. For- it's also really easy to consume. Like, yeah. Dark Souls can be stressful to yeah. consume. Let's, yeah. uh, let's talk about that a little yeah. bit. Let's talk about Dark Souls. Let's talk about video games and difficulty and fun challenge. That's a that's a weird uh, uh, Venn diagram. Yeah, right there, it right? is. Video um, games difficulty. Well, I think fun. usually people think video games and fun are is a it's not a Venn diagram. It's two circles perfectly overlapping. Now you yeah. you had a thing. You you haven't played Dark Souls, right? This is my first Dark Souls right. game, but I got really into Bloodborne. Right, and right. Played it to the end. Alana, what about you? Are you Dark Dark Souls? Savvy I really or? like Dark Souls. Okay, yeah. I haven't touched any of it. I touched Dark Souls for a second, and I was like, okay, this is a hard game. Whatever. Uh, I've never been one for like difficulty in games. Like that just hasn't been my jam. Like I sometimes there's something that's challenging, and I'm like, oh, cool, I beat the thing. But like generally, I just kind of like to explore, and like I, this is, it's a different way. I Dark I, Souls is great to explore. Sure, yeah. but it's also like gonna punch you in the face repeatedly. Yeah. So the thing that. I, I think I'm. I mean, junkyards are fun to explore, but sometimes there's scary dogs in them, and they bite you in the leg, so you shouldn't go in there. That's actually a fantastic metaphor. It is. It's <laughs> actually I'm like, really wait, good. Wait, do I really like Dog Souls? No, the thing that do I really like, like about junkyards. It, <laughs> yes. Uh, the thing that I really like about Dog Souls, and I consider myself to be really passionate about, is the combat isn't hard or punishing. It's patient. Like yeah. you just have to. It's it's entirely a dance. The whole thing is like a step. You see someone take a step, you take a step. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole thing is is timing-based, and it's not that it's hard because it doesn't punish you for no reason because every time you die, it's like, this was my fault. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's not that the game is overly it's hard. Fair. It's just, yeah, I it's mean, it's grueling. it's very hard, but it's it's not in a in a way that's, like, hard for no reason or... Yeah, it, it probably is that it's fair. I think that the difficulty is, is amplified by that sort of gambler's luck ideology of being, like... I could walk away from the table right now, and I'd be up a lot. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I yeah. could take one more swing at this thing, and f- I lost everything. It's also all of the stuff that you lose when you die. Yeah, it has a big weight. Yeah, to that's it, a, that's a big part of it. The gambling thing. So yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, I, uh, I I said on I believe last week's Beyond that I wasn't going to jump into this game because of personal reasons, and I I wanted something a little more lighthearted. And I played about five or six hours of uh, Ratchet and Clank, and I had a great time. And the opportunity came up to jump into Dark Souls, and I was like, sure, let's do it. And immediately. Just incredibly beautiful game. Yeah. Just like the, I mean, that's the thing that it's it's so weird about this because it's like walking, it's like walking through an art gallery mm-hmm. that is constantly on fire, <laughs> and you're like, I want to get through that fiery tunnel to see the paintings on the other side, but yeah. the fire will kill me. Yeah. So you're 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 torn between like around every corner is one of the most gorgeous sunsets you've ever seen in the video game, but it's there's you take a left around the corner, something yeah, will kill you. Exactly, and I actually kind of like that that fear, that cautiousness. I mean, and sometimes Dark Souls is unfair, and it'll be like yeah. a boulder or a trap. You just die. That's just so straight up die. That I hate. That's uncommon though. Yeah. It's not most of the fights aren't like that. But yeah. yeah, I like what I, what I like more is like you come up a a, a mountain ridge and the it's this purple moonlight like just coming down over the the hill and there's a, it's beautiful and you turn the corner and there's just like a shadowy figure just breathing and panting and standing in place and you're yeah. like I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. here. Yeah, like, I don't know how I'm going to handle it's like this. All of the enemies that you fight, especially the bosses. A, the way that they're presented, like the arenas they present them in, and the way that they look yeah. is awesome. Like, yeah. They always, like, literally awesome, not colloquially. Like, it inspires awe. They just mm. look so freaking cool. And, like, I haven't played Dark Souls 3 yet. I got my code today. But mm-hmm. from what I have seen of it, like, from streams and, and videos of people talking about it, it's like some of those boss fights. There's one where it's, like, this giant tree. 
Oh yeah, it just has like these trunks that seem to just like tendril forever. And totally stole that from Kirby. To the tree. Yeah, you got to catch apples and throw them at them. Uh, side note: Be very, that's it. Be very sure careful that's it. about uh, boss spoilers for Dark Souls. Yeah, oh, right. people, people are, do get mad. Sorry, I don't want to that. spoil the I mean, tree I could, boss. But I could actually be wrong. It might not even. There's an ocean, that, but. an entire ocean full of snakes. Uh, what, the cloud boss is very difficult because it is far away in the distance and cannot be defeated in the game. Also, it's just a cloud. There's a seventies really a seventies beat cop with a mustache. <laughs> Made of scorpions and he fights you. Yeah. He gives you a ticket. Um, but no, like it's. I've always been really kind of self conscious about the fact that I, you know what? Yeah, I suck at video games. I'm not good at video games, and like I work in video games, so that's kind of this weird. Like, you know, I'll meet people who they got into working in games because they were good at them. Like they maybe started out as pro gamers or something. Like sure. And there's always been this kind of like imposter syndrome where I've been like, oh man, like I'm not good enough at games, therefore I shouldn't be here. But like. That's silly. I hate it sucks. It's stupid. Yeah, like, I mean, no, it's 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 incorrect. It is like I don't buy into that, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. You were t- you're talking about this about how you how you went on Twitter and you were like, "Yep, played Dark Souls, died 7 times on the boss, took a shot of vodka and curled up in the fetal position." Yep. And then everyone replies to you and they're like, "Pussy." Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Okay, like uh I mean, I guess I just hate it cuz like I like games because they're going someplace else and doing other stuff. And some people I know they kind of channel their like their escapism is like like the same way that people watch horror movies yeah. where they're like I want to give myself something different to worry about or I want to have a challenge that is kind of compartmentalized in this fictional realm uh, whereas it's like I feel like the stuff that I challenge myself with is real life and that's not to say that there's anything wrong with challenging yourself with a game but it's an entirely different appeal mm-hmm. yeah like I like the idea of exploring Dark Souls but there's a whole lot of dudes in there who are trying to stop me from exploring it meanwhile if I'm going to be like trying to be competitive like I, I mean I, I have a career like sure I have well, a, a so fiance like a, there's a couple thoughts there on are that. other no, arenas number one uh, I saw a couple of people were sort of like jokingly saying like maybe they should make a Dark Souls with like an easy mode so that people can explore it and to me I was kind of like well no that's sort of like PG Deadpool, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it, it kind of defeats the purpose. I don't think that everything has to be for everyone. It's like being like, can I have a really like, let me get the spiciest pepper in the world, but then make it really mild. You're like, well, then don't. Yeah. You don't no, get the spicy missing the pepper. Point. You're missing the point. But so I, I, I do think that um, I do respect the Bloodborne Dark Souls franchise. I respect the fact that any game that, that is so difficult that you need to learn and you know get good to overcome it is something awesome. If you listen to my rant last year about Bloodborne, like yeah. I, mean, I totally I get it. I understand it. Uh, that being said, video games are so the the video game industry is so wide and multifaceted that I think that to be into it, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be awesome at it. Like you, in the same way that you can be a football coach without being an amazing football player you can be a football mascot <laughs> without being an amazing football player you can be, you can be a, a water boy you can be a water boy yeah. you could be a commentator you know you can just do yeah. commentary um you I mean, can that's get basically what we do yeah is commentary yes that's the part that we do and and that's not as easy as some people look at look at it and and you know for other people it's like you can get into video games like and the same people were always like how do i get a job at ign and i'm like well what do you do i mean do you want to get into marketing engineering product do you want to be a host producer a writer mm-hmm. an editor do you want to chop up videos do you want to do art for us like you can be in a video games because you love the the art of video games or yeah. the music of video games you could be in a video games because you love sales data like so one of the things i totally geek out on is npd every month when sales charts come in i stand up and i'm like gold farb 
do you see what's number three? Oh, Battlefront beat this or this, this, and this. Like, it doesn't mean anything, but I'm connected to that part of it because I find it oddly fascinating. Yeah. But none of that really means that I'm amazing at all those 10 games on that list or I'm an expert at any of them. But just having a sort of tangential understanding of all of them yeah. is uh, enough to get me in the door. So well, the, the tracking, like tracking sales data or, you know, Metacritic even, is it's a meta game. Yeah. Like, to, yeah, it, is. It, it is a high score for physical products out yeah. there in yeah, the wild, is. you know, yeah. or digital products, whatever. But I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess part of me wishes there was not like an easy Dark Souls, but like what if there was a Dark Souls that was more of like a survival horror? Sure. And it's like, you know, you go through that kind of that first that first stretch of, you know, Dark Souls 3. There's like there's like eight dudes hiding behind boulders jumping out at you. And then you, you want like a this. you want a light gun game. That's no, what no, you no, want. no, 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 no. I want to explore. I hate light gun games okay, because okay. they're because they're on rails. I yeah, can't yeah. stand that. That's the opposite of exploration. That's just a like a crappy haunted house ride. But like mm-hmm. I like the idea of of getting set loose in this world. I love the lack of explanation Dark Souls has. Like, I looked at it, it's like, hey, yeah. get out there yeah. and check this out. And, oh, there's monsters everywhere. I think that's really cool. But I, I almost want that, like, like, I want to feel like I'm alone. Like, it's too much of a war zone. The way that I recommend people play Dark Souls, and I kind of do think that Dark Souls is for everyone. I don't think this is really a taste thing. Uh, but I, I basically recommend that if someone plays it, they have a Facebook group with all of their other friends who yep. are playing it. Or they look up a walkthrough. Which it's the, like the, uh, only the Beyond game. guys just did in the Beyond Facebook group. They just started one. So That's awesome. Yeah, go look nice. that up. It's like one of the only games where I would say play it with a guide and it will actually make it more fun. Because huh. it's like about learning. It's not just like throwing yourself in there and getting killed. And the community for Dark Souls is amazing, which is why I want to play it right now. It's mm, like right. I want to come into the office and have those discussions and be like, how did you do this? Oh, did you find this? Like, it's That world is designed to be spoken about. And yeah. That's probably one of the best things about it. It's like I think everyone would love it. They just have to. You just have to approach it a different yeah. way because it's not like. A Maybe I'll give it a game. shot. You know, I just I, I love it so much. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I got my code today. So I think like um you 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 make a really good point, and I think that like sort of being a little top heavy with preparation does is probably makes sense for a scenario like this. Yeah, like a lot of people just think it's like. I don't know. There's that stubborn like man mentality of like I don't need the instructions. Mm-hmm. I'll build them myself. I'll fix the car without looking up anything. It I'm helps. not going to call you know AAA or whatever. Like Dark Souls is the kind of it's it's a it's a, a it's a vacation. It's a trip. It's a camping trip. It's yeah, like a it is. expedition. You have yeah. to prepare for it. Yeah. But so, like, on that note, I think like one of my favorite moments in Dark Souls is when I was playing Dark Souls One and. People are going to crucify me for not remembering names of things, but there was this one area near one of the first bonfires that you were supposed to go up. I went down, yep. and there were these like ghosts, like just ghost women that you couldn't attack and could kill you in like three hits because yep. you had to like have this thing to make you able to actually attack them. And I just kept trying to run through it. I just kept trying to run past all of them. Like no explanation for why these weird ghosts were there or why I couldn't attack any of them. And I was like, well. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, and like ended up getting through the entire thing to be like, oh well, I wasn't supposed to do that yet. But and that's, it was and like that was like just the wonder from that was like, what the hell is this? That's awesome, yeah. and that's rewarding, right? Like that's the that's the weird that risk reward of sort of like the perseverance of getting through it and figuring yeah. out how to do it is part of it's part of the conquest. Yeah, like, and that's why I say like play it with a guide. Don't read ahead. Yeah. So it's like play it with one next to you, and like as soon as something is very very confusing, like. Text a friend would be mm-hmm. before playing it with a guide so you can discuss things because that yeah. part's awesome. But don't just get yourself frustrated and bogged down because it's you know it's not friendly. It's not what we're used to in video games. It's yeah. This I guess I guess what I'm saying is like consume I consume differently. It'd yeah. be so like imagine Dark Souls if I think that you would like Dark Souls. Yeah, I mean I'll give it a shot. You know I'll get in there. But like imagine if it was like Shadow of the Colossus in that it's like there are the bosses are still there but they're 
spaced out more and maybe there's some enemies but like yeah. you're like what is this world and it's not like you immediately start off and some guy climbs out of a tree and goes bah. like I mean yeah. I like that they teach you how to play by having those there but in the same way that like you start Castlevania and you walk right and there's like you're like what's going on here mm-hmm. and then the drawbridge comes down and dun, 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 you know and there's a bunch of bats and crap flying around yeah. and it's just, you gotta beat that up horrible a horrible castle you gotta fight yeah, a sh- candelabra like, to get a roast chicken or whatever part of the whole what is this pretty world can I explore it is yeah. what the hell is this thing yeah. Yeah. Like that is sure, part sure. of the what. It's your yeah. junkyard thing. I mean, like you're going to find some treasures, but there's also going to be rabid dogs everywhere yeah. and a, a weird racist guy with one leg. It's probably more that they're all, the, the rabid dogs are all going to be very interesting. Yeah. Like they're yeah. all purple or something, and you're it's like, also, yeah. It's also just incredibly irresponsible of junkyard owners not to have their dogs vaccinated. Just yeah, it is. Heads up for Please anybody out there. It's true. In a junkyard. Um, we have, what do we got to talk about? Titanfall 2. I want to hit on that for a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, Titanfall 2. It is going to have a worldwide reveal on June 12th. That's right around E3. Right, mm-hmm. we're kind of in the weird dead zone before E three, where there's things being sat on. By yes, the 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 best we can hope for right now are leaks, which mm-hmm. will definitely be coming very yep. soon. That's or teases. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we got a Titanfall teaser trailer, and it's got this guy with a South African voice, and he's uh, talking about uh, who cares. It's like voiceover for a teaser trailer, and yeah. then you see like a Titan uh, Titan with a sword, which is cool in so the jungle. The robots so, have a yeah robots yeah. and swords. Um, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's big good. fan. That's very good news. We like that. Uh, Titanfall, the first one, such an awesome, awesome game when you're in the middle of it, playing it. But as far as like it being a thing that you can play on one or two systems and you got to find people to play online with, the fact that there's no story mode or anything. And I guess what they did was they kept dropping, um, they kept dropping map packs, mm-hmm. but then like not everyone like it was more DLC and it just kind of fragmented yeah, the audience. Yeah. So dispersed people basically. Um, yeah, which sucks. It's a big, yeah. it's a big worry for. Um, it was also early in the. Or it was. It was almost a launch title. Yeah. So it, was, it came out right uh, after. I think it came out th- in like February. I think a right, lot of companies right are trying to find. They're trying to find that balance between releasing a lucrative um, multiplayer game that has longevity, uh, that continues to be lucrative over the course of its longevity, but it's still inviting to people who've never played it before. It's mm-hmm. so like, yeah. some, I mean, people tweet at us almost all the time, like, hey, should I get into Battlefront now? And we're kind of like, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's 20 bucks on. on Gamefly right now, so like if you haven't jumped into it, get it. And we love all the DLC, but again, like when this game's done, a hundred percent done in next January, yep, that game's not done yet. Yeah, like, like I'll yeah. be honest, I think Titanfall's kind of the same way. They they were like, I mean, Street Fighter Five is the same way. Like we're seeing this left and right. Like it's just these games they Destiny. come out. Yeah, yeah. Destiny is a perfect example. It's like this is how AAA game development is right now, yeah, where they've so got to they've got to yeah. hit some benchmark quota, and it's got to hit this release date. Like, you've got to take it out of the oven early, kind of. Yeah. Look, I played a lot of Titanfall. Uh, I would listen to my lectures from university, and I would play Titanfall, like, almost on mute while I was listening to my lectures. So it would, like, I, I did that for hours on end was how I did most of my university was playing Titanfall. Do you have a weird, like, negative connection with Titanfall because it reminds you of school now? Like, when Titanfall 2 comes out? No, it's out? like it made school better. Okay. Yeah, so it helped. That's good. Yeah. Huh. Uh, what are you gonna use, What are you gonna couple Titanfall two with? Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> it's like so. Titanfall was fun, but the whole thing still stands that it was the reason that I could do that with it was because it was so insubstantial. Right. I could listen and learn and remember stuff yeah. to test yep. while playing it because it was just. Meh. Well, and were, I so yeah. badly wanted a campaign. I so I'm really torn there because I feel like I almost love. It reminds me of like. Uh, getting hand-me-down action figures as a kid and, like, getting a pile of action figures that maybe they're G.I. Joe's or He-Man or whatever, but, like, I don't know what they're from. 
so I'm just going to play with them and make up my own rules. Mm-hmm. And like, like it's kind of what I like about like non-licensed Lego or Playmobil. Yep. It's like you have to use your imagination somewhat. And the fact that they were like, "Hey, man, Titanfall is set in this crazy world where all this stuff is going on, and you get the X, Y, and Z, and there's a, there's a backstory, and you get to go online and read about it." And it's like, yeah, I don't care. Give me a robot. Yeah, give me a robot and give me the gun. I want to jump on the wall. And it's just kind of like, it's it just felt like playing with toys. And yeah. I like that. Yeah, I guess uh, maybe. It's I, also I, it's what I like about Dark Souls because it is it doesn't beat you over the head with this like opening crawl. They're just kind of like, hey man, kill enjoy a skeleton. the thing. Yeah, yeah no, fight I, the robot. I did enjoy Titanfall for being as simple as it was. I was probably annoyed by you know they had like overlay of people yeah. talking in like one of the corners. <laughs> they were like patched together multiplayer. I was like, just shut up. Like yeah. leave me alone. Just they're always like they're like the we're robot. gonna have story integration. And it was just it was like a so guy stupid. opening the door and be like, all right, everybody, good, jump out of the jump helicopter. Out. No, it was really so stupid. The interesting Who's ready for jumping. <laughs> the interesting thing about Titanfall is it's like it's, it's you could get in a robot and jump around in it. Yeah, yeah, that you was could great. Fight other robots while you were a robot. Okay, do you guys work for Respawn? What's also, going on? Also, they aren't robots. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, it's like it's ex Call of Duty devs, right? They went on to make this game. Um, but then the sort of one-two punch was that the next few Call of Duties came out and were totally Titanfalled out. Like that whole like wall running, wall running yeah. mech, yeah. mech shooter stuff. Um, so they, they've been having that kind of weird back and forth. And now the ball's back in Titanfall's court uh, where I think they have full freedom to go like full crazy sci-fi adventure movie. Um, whereas Call of Duty is always going to be sort of grounded in in some sort of reality. Yeah. I know yeah. we talked about the Call of Duty that's being rumored, the super futuristic one, which I think will go even well, out Titanfall, Titanfall. What, but, I, what yeah. I like is that Titanfall basically, it feels like a Call of Duty within a Call of Duty. Yeah. Like when you, yeah. when you get in the Titan, you're basically a giant Call of Duty player. Yeah. But other people can still kill you. And yeah. like that kind of odd balance there, it's, I mean, it's, you could compare it sort of to getting in a vehicle and, you know, Battlefield to Battlefront, but yeah. like, that's or, not really or becoming a, a hero. Yeah, yeah, but it's almost it's different because everyone gets one. Mm-hmm. Like, and I yeah. always like that. I always said that like Titanfall takes like the Oprah approach approach to multiplayer. We're like everyone gets a robot. You get yep. a robot. You yep. get a robot. Yep. Who wants yeah, a robot? Put, Everybody wants I a robot. Put mine on autopilot and rarely ever got in it. We just leave it on autopilot and it just like follows you around. That's really? So like, cool. Yeah, I didn't even know you could like do pet, that. A pet Super puppy. cool. There was this one achievement for getting it to drop from the sky and kill someone. Oh yeah, yeah. So bad, but never got it. I wish I could see that. I think I did that, but yeah, no, I just it's so weird. That's like I like to get an ice cream and then just let it melt. No, but it's like uh, something that I, I look at that I'm like, you got my back, buddy. Like, mm-hmm. it's this giant thing that I can hear following me. And, like, I like to punch people symbol. with the robot. I thought that was fun. I don't know. I like There's somebody there who's, just, who's listening to this and they're just like twitching and shaking and sweating profusely when we keep saying robot because it's, not, it's a not, robot, not a robot. It's a titan. It's a mech. It's a, it's a mech. Who cares? It's it's a robot. Just, I, I just really like the idea of Respawn being like, all right, so we, we took this risk. We made this thing. People liked it. We're getting the chance to do another one. Let's go crazy. Let's yeah. let, let's go all out. Like People the fact that they have like swords and enough, stuff now. But it's mm. like I keep wanting to be like if it had a campaign. But then like I don't care that Counter Strike doesn't have a campaign. Right. So it's like it's hard for me to be like why wasn't Titanfall enough? But it wasn't. It was a plane game. It was. It was absolutely a plane yep. game. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got some questions from the group. Let's yeah. Let's jump uh, on one those. more thing, real quick. Severed uh, oh, April twenty yeah. sixth. It's on Vita. Uh, it's Drinkbox's new game. They're the guys that made Guacamole. It's a first person uh, dungeon crawler. It looks gorgeous. Great yeah. music. Uh, it's yeah. it's got like it's got Zelda elements and Metroid elements um, and Sold. this weird sort of like paper cutout clip art. I mean, it looks like, look it looks it. like a Drinkbox. Yeah. Sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I mean clip art in a good way, yeah. not like and they a, they <laughs> kept that <laughs> they kept that in the oven. Like they they were like, apparently going to release that in spring 2015 but then mm-hmm. they got feedback on it and they were like eh, let's, let's kick it up a notch and they are releasing it now finally so I, the last time I played it was at PAX East 2015 so yeah, a year a yeah. year ago 
this this month, basically. Yeah, which we should mention. Yeah. Max and I are both going to. Mm-hmm. That's right. Come say hi. Come yep. hang out. You guys are doing uh, Game Scoop Live and an IGN party. Uh huh. Yes. There okay. are IGN parties. We'll. Uh, parties. Where can they we'll find those details on your Twitters? We'll yeah. We'll, we'll plug yet. it on yeah. there somewhere. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Coming in hot. I yep. don't know. And I will not be there. I was supposed to be there, but going to go see family instead. So yeah, hang out with these guys. you got butt problems? Yeah. My family is going to help me with my butt. You got some butt stuff going down. <laughs> you got a bad bad troubles with the, the rear end. Uh, uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, I went in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group, which you can do by going to facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. First time I ever got Nailed that right. It. Wow. Uh, somewhere in there, uh, a good friend of the show, Sean Mesler, put together the um, Podcast Beyond Dark Souls group. So find that. Uh, they're all in there. There's like little microcosmic groups for, for all those things. Um, but we go in every week and we ask you for questions. And since this is a kind of a lighter week on news, we figured we'd spend a little more time hanging out with you guys. So uh, do we have some time? We got a little bit of time. What's a little bit of time? We got, Are we like, getting kicked out We soon? got six, six minutes. minutes. What? We're going to kick us out yeah. in six They're minutes. kicking us out in six minutes? Yeah. They're going to come in with the... They're I feel gonna like we in. can probably stretch it to ten. Yeah. Let's just do it. on account of Brian's butt problems. Let's yeah. do it until they start knocking on the door. Okay. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, that was his idea, not mine. That's right. Just saying. Matthew Devine says, you should talk about games that you didn't think you would be into but ended up loving. Bloodborne, for sure, for me, was one of those. I was like, nah, I, I'm not going to do this. And hmm. it totally grabbed me. Witcher. Witcher? Yeah. Really? So I, 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 I hate to say this. I sort of reviewed Witcher 2 when it came on to Xbox. But having that come out like that was kind of a weird thing because it wasn't it wasn't built for Xbox. Right. Uh, it's a second game in a series where the first one isn't on there. It's sort of strange and Polish and I didn't really I basically just didn't get it going in like I yeah. didn't really understand what they were trying to do uh, and I, I didn't even finish it and I was just like hey so like I played some time with the game it's alright I guess you know like it's cool but I, did, I it's honestly Witcher, Witcher 2 on Xbox it kind of sucks because it's, I love that game. it's no it's an awesome game it's a fantastic game but the load times are unbearable I don't remember mm-hmm. it's also a very slow game compared to it like you're, you're exploring this world but you're like oh go kill these little mole men or whatever and you're like okay or fine. not yeah um so I was like, I, I want to like it. I really do. And I, a lot of people are like, I don't think you got it. And I was like, I, maybe I didn't. You know, like that's fair. And then they announced uh, Witcher Three, and I was like, this looks interesting. And I saw a demo of it at E3, and I was like, okay, I'm revisiting that. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna pay attention. I went back and read the books and revisited Witcher Two, and basically like. I mean, Witcher Three is one of my favorite games. Of, I mean, so you got you got like hooked into the entire universe. The yeah, whole, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like it's. I guess something was like lost in translation, or it just wasn't prefaced right. Like you jump into Witcher Two, and the way it's kind of tells you things, like you start out, you're being like questioned, and it's a much more complex way of telling a story in a game than I feel like we're used to. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, mine would be Wolfenstein: The New Order, and slash All Crisis Three. Yeah. Like, only two that came to mind. I'm sure there's plenty, but those two games specifically, I was like, I have to review this. Eh, it looks fine. Mm. But then I ended up just loving them. Were oh, you, yeah. Did you did you play Wolfenstein games growing up at all? Uh, I had played one that was on 360. Right. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, yeah. but didn't particularly like it. And then based on the first, like, you know how the first two hours of the New Order just sucks? Yeah, it's, it's just... really bad. It's just really sort of bland, generic. It's just like you're in a... The plane and you're yep. doing a lot of dumb turret shooting and then you just it's just really not good and that's all I had played yep. at a convention I was like I really don't think I'm gonna like this game and ended up mm-hmm. loving it and playing through it twice because it totally opens up and becomes like its own incredible thing. And it's, it's a really huh. good game yeah it's it's very weird it's like like when you watch a movie in the first 20 minutes of are, are completely boring which I was yeah. talking about with Dan Stapleton today who's a reviews editor about how um in 2016 the sort of 
the idea of sticking with something until it gets good is almost impossible to do. Yeah. Like when we were kids, you would rent a game or a movie or you'd buy a game or a movie and you would have to watch it because you had no other choice. Yeah, it was either that or like else. read a book. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the idea, like I'll put on something on Netflix, I'll w- watch like a, a stand-up comedian. If he's not funny in the first two jokes, I X out. Well, I mean, people I keep saying else. that about like the Marvel Netflix series, yeah. like all of them. I'm like, I don't want to sit through it all though. Yeah. I just don't yeah. want to. Oh, it gets really good by the sixth episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then conversely, you get people like, yo, I mean, Arrow's great. You just got to get to the third season. It's like, that's... Yeah, I'm not going to do that. 60 hours. Yeah. No yeah. way. Um, uh, Ian Lawrence says, Beyond, please ask Alana to talk a little more about PSVR. It's a major shift in video games, and I'd love to hear more about it. Now, I know you spent the entire weekend in an Oculus Rift. And the whole of yesterday. Yeah, yeah. and all of yesterday. So, we, I mean, we haven't gotten a ton of hands-on time since um, uh, GDC with yeah. PSVR. Yeah. But you, you've spent more time in VR than pretty much anybody I know. So what's, what's it like <laughs> emerging uh, from the vault? On so, your head. There's like, I keep learning new things about VR. Um, I'm still not bored. So I think at this point, like, I just finished Kronos, which I freaking adore. Uh, it's going to be like my highest scored review this year so far. Wow. I really like it. It's a VR game, and I managed to get through the whole thing. It is totally not a gimmick. It's a very good game that exists in VR. Uh, and I at no point got sick of it or got motion sick or got, got I guess I got tired. Like, maybe my eyes were a little bit sore. At, at like fatigued? Point. Yeah, maybe, yeah. but I wasn't sure if I was just tired or that was because of the game. But can confirm VR is not a gimmick. It's incredible. Um, what was the most amount of time you spent in one sitting? I think it was like four hours. Wow. I missed a meeting. So <laughs> it was like I just forgot time completely. So that's another talking point. Because like, you didn't even look at your phone or anything, right? You can't. You just lose concept of time when you're in VR for a long period of time. Like I thought it was like half an hour and it was like, oh, my new shift is done. And I was like, I just had no idea what time it was that's fascinating because i mean i lose track of time just playing video games regularly where mm-hmm. i'm like i I'm, I'm gonna try to go to bed by this time and i'm playing a game and i look up and i'm like oh man it's like 1 30 in the morning yeah and it's a school night yeah so i can't even imagine if i have that already with the ability to occasionally glance at a clock i can't even yeah. imagine when that's I think removed it's max who even gave me this analogy but it's like a casino yeah vr because yeah. the lighting mm-hmm. you just have no idea that anything is happening there's outside no of what you're light, seeing. There's no natural light. There's no clock. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's kind of terrifying. The only thing um, you're missing is the oxy- oxygen being pumped into the, yeah. into the box. And one now, weird thing that I kept having to ask, uh, if, if someone's like around me and I don't know they're there and I like want to talk to them while I'm playing VR, I'll be like, are you still there? Are you still sitting next to me? And then like mm-hmm. try and talk to someone with no knowledge of where they are because people oh, yeah. in the room around you can leave. Yeah, we it's were incredibly like, antisocial. We were like hanging out and you were you were playing that on the couch and I was like, playing video games or something and it was just it was really really weird it's like someone else it in was a different space. really weird yeah. i mean but you kind of had like one headphone off so it was sort of like yeah i always play like that yeah especially if there's people around just so that i'm conscious of things that are around me it's also like there was one point where i was playing in the living room and someone knocked at the door and i was immediately like i can't see who that is what yeah like instead of being like oh it's like someone's probably just like gonna come in it's yeah someone else lives here i was just like what the hell is that like because you just have no you can't see anything yeah Uh, the passage of time thing is is also interesting because you know time flies when you're having fun and i think there is like a a fundamental kind of just inherent excitement because this is a new way of looking at stuff yeah like i mean you can you can chalk that up to being a gimmick but it's a gimmick that works yeah like in the same way that like there's a, there is a in, there's an inherent novelty. Yeah, and that definitely that yes. keeps it. It is based on a novelty. Yeah, like but the fact that moving your head does something. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But uh, I 
as much as I would always defend it because I'm really passionate about VR whenever people would ask me if it's a gimmick or if it's not going to last, like, the more that I play, the more certain I am that it's not a gimmick. And this is just something that is just legitimately amazing hardware. It's incredible. Uh, So PSVR specifically, like we said, we haven't played since GDC, but I think it's the most comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably the easiest to put on. Oculus is pretty easy, but I think PSVR is easier. It's also supposed to be the one that is the most friendly for people with glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the cheapest, so that's obviously a yeah. huge deal. Yeah. And uh, It's going to get PlayStation games. Yeah. Which is um, pretty nice. Yeah. I've also tried that, the cinematic mode. I tried that with the Vive, but I assume it'll be exactly the same with PSVR. It's basically... When they say that any... PS4 game is going to be compatible with it. They're not saying that they're going to be 360. It doesn't make every right. game 360. So basically what it does is simulate a room and it looks like you're in a cinema and you have a giant screen. So somehow... I like that a it, lot. It, I, don't, I, I just can't explain it. Like it's, it's a second TV. It convinces you that you are that the screen you're looking at is way bigger than what's before your eyes. Like It really looks like you have to like look up and down to see the entire screen. Right. You can move back and, and obviously the screen will get smaller like it's so hard to explain so cool. yeah but uh it's basically just like another way to, to look at it that would completely block out everything else and i think because of the way that that works it makes every game more immersive as well honestly i want to do that just because it, i won't get the sun reflecting on my tv yeah you know like that's kind of an awesome thing it's just oh hey i'm in, yeah I'm i mean a tiny room i've been in my reviewing face. an oculus <laughs> game without a monitor the, the past that's week. that's blown my mind yeah is that no monitor yeah just plug it in yeah so that's cool. Any, any other questions? We want to hit a couple more? Uh, sure. Um, let's see. Dallas John Brewer says, what's your opinion on the Battlefront DLC? We both put in a lot of time in this new, uh, the, yeah. first, the first DLC drop of the four that they're doing, part of the season pass that was, it took, what, four months for that to pay out uh-huh. for us? So basically, um, it's got this Jabba's Palace map that is yep. hands down my favorite map in the entire game. That sounds so cool. It's really fun. Yeah. It's huge. It goes from basically the front door where you see Luke and 3PO walk in all the way to the back garage door where the sail barge is. And then there's just a bunch of like crap in the desert. So basically you get to run through Jabba's whole house and there's this big disgusting like mud bath toilet room where he like apparently takes baths or whatever. Yep. And there's like messed up old droids. And basically you get to explore that entire area. That's so cool. And it also it feels post just the post Return of the Jedi because there's a pit that you can fall into that has the rancor mm-hmm. and he's dead and yeah. he's covered in flies. But the sail barge is also there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's anachronistic. I, I think he has a couple cars, you know. In the same way that... He's like Jay yeah. Leno. In the same Wait, way so that, that like... that means it's multi-tiered? Like, if you can fall in the yeah. rancor pit, you can also get back yep. up? Yeah. Huh. You can so go cool. down that chute. There's a there's a drop down there where you can get items and stuff. It's it's Yeah, awesome. I feel bad for my teammates because there's a lot of times where I'll die because I'm walking around. Is that like the dead and, guy in the doorway? Kinda, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a jail cell with Gamorrean guards, and they're all just Man. grunting. I got to show you that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I love it so much. Um, there's the Sullust or the Tabana Refinery or whatever, which I'm less fond of, but it's still all right. Uh, I actually really like that. Stage. It's weird though because the DLC right now, because it is still, I think it's is it still early access or is that open to everybody? Um, it's just, probably just about to. We were on yeah. early access, which I think in order to do that, because it's less people playing, they basically had this mandatory playlist that was just like Outer Rim playlist, which yeah. sort of sucks because you jump in and it's like, heroes versus villains. And I'm like, there's four heroes and four villains. I don't want to play this mode right now. Like, mm-hmm. And that just became tedious. I'd rather play like... Basically, also, I just want to play Java's Palace. Yeah. So. They added a yeah. bunch of new weapons and items and star cards, but the interesting thing about unlocking them is you have to do these things called hut contracts, which is basically Jabba the Hutt's like, it, it cuts to him being alive on it's his so toilet throne. Yeah. And he's like, you have, he's, to, you have to buy them to unlock yeah, them. Yeah, you have to buy them and unlock them. And then it's basically a challenge where it says, like, mm-hmm. you have to use this gun 15 times, get 15 kills in one match, or use this grenade 20 times. And it's kind of cool because I think that, like, anybody who's still playing this game at this point is so set in their ways with their guns and their items. And it's 
forcing you to yeah. get outside of your comfort zone. It feels a bit. like it feels like high school vocabulary where they're like, use this word in three sentences. Yeah. You're like, I, okay, fine. You know, like, oh, go use smoke grenades. I'm like, why would I use smoke grenades? And then because everyone's trying to get this this crap with the smoke, smoke grenades, everywhere. it's just, yeah. it which totally changes the game. That's awesome. And I think it was one of those things where they're like, yeah, smoke grenades are awesome. This game is going to be nuts with them, and nobody used them, and they were like. Use the friggin' smoke grenades. We yeah. worked hard on those. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. It's it's cool. I'm like level 32 in that, I think. Like I, I finally just hit 50. Damn. Took yeah. a minute. Took a um, long time. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool because there is this, this like trudge between, I would say, like level 25 and 45 probably. The one between 42 and 50 is – yeah, it's like yeah. crawling through. Mud. So it's a it's a long it's a long slow burn, and I think the DLC really kind of helps flesh that out and give you something to work towards. And like I really like Greedo also. Greedo Greedo's, and, Greedo's awesome. Greedo's yeah, really cool. I haven't played a lot of Battlefront, but I think that I probably would for the Java stuff. Yeah, you should yeah, check really that out. He's my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. He's, yep. he's like, a good guy. All of that sounds awesome. He's, yeah. Oh, also when you unlock one of his weapons, he just like starts talking to you and he's like two party day member no data and yes, you're like in the middle of a and, match. and you're like I don't know what you're saying. He just starts <laughs> shouting at you in hoodies That's and so great. So it's That's like you're getting this voicemail and he's like, ah yes, you did a good job and you've unlocked yeah. Bosk's gun. The it's really cool. That's so cool. Real uh, do we have time whatever. for one more question? Uh one more. Is nobody knocking at the door yet? Not that I know. Uh, do we yet. want to do bro culture, gamer fatigue or PlayStation Plus? Uh you wanna I pick don't... Alana? All right, I don't mind any of the above. Any of the above. That's not helping. What, what about you, them all What's very bro quickly? culture? Let's talk about bro culture. Jeremy Vecchi says, um, oh, I forgot to say Dallas John Brewer for the last question. Jeremy Vecchi no, says, didn't. I did. I thought that was a masculine-ass ma- name. Long day. I'd love to hear you all, especially Alana, talk about gaming bro culture. I'm a straight male in my mid-30s, but still one of the most frustrating things about trying to play co-op online shooters on my PS4 is finding people to team up with who don't talk like outrageous, homophobic misogynists. Thoughts? Tips? Want to be my friend? Heart emoticon beyond. Uh, oh, first things first, go over to the Podcast Beyond group, join up with them, play games with them. That is a giant 10,700 person yeah. passionate group of people who is probably only 1% misogynist and homophobic. <laughs> uh, so find that's people that are like, I, it's really find like the communities online. And I think like NeoGAP is probably another place where you can head where like ultimately there's a little bit of accountability because you met these people through something that is tied to some somewhat of a real name. Yeah. Um, from there, I don't really know. Like, aside from pretending the problem doesn't exist and just joining up with your with your actual friends, I don't really know how you solve the issue of bro culture in video games. Um, I, I don't. I don't really think that you can. No, um, it's changing. Yeah, like, I basically just never play games online multiplayer unless I'm like doing it completely on mute and everyone's yep. mics right. are muted I play I basically play multiplayer games turn solo. the mic on for your friends you know? that's yeah. it yeah. Like, there's no other way that I will ever talk to someone online because of that kind of stuff just made it like unpleasant yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm 60 hours in a Battlefront, and I've never heard a single stranger speak. Yeah, like, I, I, I just, basically how I, I played Battlefront with Mitch Dyer and his dad. That was kind of weird. Like, his, his dad his, loves that his game. Dad, his dad has like 120 hours in that game. That's it's crazy. insane. That's nuts. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I don't really turn my mic on, and I think that you know the bro culture does shift, but it's like there's that kind of the type of people who are like, like it's it's the kind of people who are going to talk to the person in the bathroom stall next to them. Like yeah. there's this sort of anonymous like not everyone does that. Not everyone's yeah. gonna make a make small talk at the urinal. Like some people just wanna go in there and do their business and like yeah. like I think that there are plenty of people who are just like, you know what, I'm gonna play the game and you can connect with them. Like I mean you you play games with your friends, like so Well I mean it took it took how many how many dozens of years to get to the point where if you are the kind of person to say the N word, 
you're whispering it now because <laughs> you're in the ultimate. You're in. You're actually in a minority. Yeah. Of yeah. people who are okay with saying that, uh, but I think homophobic slang is we are probably 10 years away from that being so Mm -hmm. deep corner in the pocket of of hateful people. It's happening. Like, we will get to the point in our lives where if you still talk like that, people look at you like, what? Like, I had a grandfather who, uh, like, kind of racist, and he died, like, like, what, five years ago? And he was like, I don't want to go to the Olive Garden for my birthday. And we were like, why? And he was like, oh, because there's a lot of... And he said this, like... He said a racist word for black people that I hadn't heard in my entire life and I had to actually look it up because it was so old that it was like wow this guy is going to the grave with this word (laughs) like you're holding on to this for a long ass time but that was like the idea there's a name I've not heard (laughs) it was like before you were born the idea of hearing something that old and so racist was so ridiculous to me that it transcended hateful and actually became funny that it was somebody would be so stubborn that they would hold on to something yeah that you're gonna hold it's it's like seeing a guy driving the world's oldest car you're like you're still on yeah, that he's thing? like those. Yeah. And you and say the word smoke and coming out of right it, away, like, like a penny farthing yeah, bicycle. <laughs> like you're still doing that. Um, so we're getting kicked out. We're yeah. getting kicked out. We're so, getting kicked out. The show is over. We try th- to go I as think, long as I we think could. We're, we are very close to coming to a, a, a day and age where hearing people talk like that will be ridiculous. Although by then there will be new slangs and new horrible things for people to yep. say. Because just like good words, bad words are constantly being invented, and there are always yep. new ways to piss people. I'm off. I'm gonna go say some bad words right now because we're getting kicked out of this nice podcast room. If you enjoy this podcast. Uh, let us know on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. He's Agent Bizzle, and she is Charlotte. Also, Charlana please Zard. pull out an app. Uh, you can oh, download yeah. the, the IGN app on iOS, PS4, or Xbox. Use apps. They're yeah. cool and a great time. Get the we one on PS4. We weren't told to say that at all. PS4 is number one. Uh, check out Ratchet and Clank, and video games are good. fun. We love you. Go to that Facebook group. Make some friends. Make some friends who will talk to you on the microphone without saying the racial slurs, unless uh, <laughs> you both are into racial slurs, Play and hopefully you just don't be That's hurtful. Right. All right. Good we day. love you. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.